Hi, this is Tina Black, and this is the B-Series Podcast. Today, we'll be exploring untold stories of transformation and leadership. We hope you'll subscribe and check out the B-Books and send us your stories of transformation after listening. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited about this. I have Lori Powers on again, as promised a few years ago, I did an incredible interview with Lori and it was called Be a Writer. It was episode 63. If you haven't heard that yet, stop this right now. Listen to that first because it's going to help set the tone for this next podcast because I knew we needed to do an episode number two with her because now her second book is out. The first podcast we wrote was called Be a Writer because I believe every single person has a, has a book in them. I, you will all have a story that needs to be told and you need to honor that story. And we're going to talk about that. Our next book is called God Doodles. And you're going to find out why I'm so excited about this. And I have a private Facebook group called Be Amazing. And so many of you have been privy to see some of the drawings that Lori has been doing with Barn 45, which we're going to talk about that as well. But Lori, uh, she's an author. She is an incredible person. She's been married to my brother for 37 years. I got to celebrate their 37th anniversary with them. And you know, all these years, I've never actually got to celebrate your anniversary with both of you, Lori. So first of all, happy anniversary. And second of all, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Tina. It sure was fun celebrating with you and Brian. You guys are two of our favorite people. So why not invite you into the, the journey of marriage? Absolutely. It was wonderful. I love that. You guys have really been such great mentors for Brian and I in marriage too. So Lori, first of all, I thank you for that as well too. And it's so awesome when you not only have a sister-in-law, which I call sister-in-love, of course, but also just the fact that you're just such a great sister in the Lord too. So we're going to talk about that. But first and foremost, I want to share with you some of the key points that we talked about in her last podcast and being a writer. There was five things that you need to know why you need to be a writer. And the first one, you need an outlet to express yourself. Everyone needs an outlet. Number two, you how to let God illuminate your story. And number three, how to stop being stuck and why things happen to you. And four, how to be transparent and vulnerable. And number five, how to leave a legacy. So since that podcast, Lori, like how have those kind of bullet points kind of uh, illuminated for you, so to speak, as well as you've grown through this process and how um, how has it been going with your first book? And then let's uh, let's start talking about your second book. Ooh, well, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, the first book, it, it it went fine. You know, I had I did not have expectations that it was. You know, it's a first book, and as an unknown author, you just you just do what you're supposed to do when you're called into obedience and you run with it. And then you just let God do with it what he wants to do with it. And that's, I'm totally fine with that. Whatever happens with it. Um, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I just, I feel like the first book was his stepping stone actually to what happened next. Um, the first book was the journey out of fear. So it helped me to, uh, really be comfortable in my own skin and, and just to be comfortable with um, who he says I am. 
and then to go out and express that. So that was the first part of the stepping stone. I had to, I had to experience that first. And then it led to uh, the second book, but- um, That's amazing and I agree. And it's interesting because most people suppress their stories because they're like ashamed of telling their stories, right? And, and I know I was, you know, for many, many years, I, you know, before I even wrote my first book, Be Amazing, even as I mentioned before, my family didn't know some of these stories. So I never even mm -hmm. told them. So here, you know, I'm coming out and sharing, you know, my stories and it is, it's really scary to do that. But I think once you realize like how important it is, not only to your brain health, but it's also important to share your story because you can change lives. Right. And so talk about that journey for you, Lori, because you know, you know, people are listening right now that are thinking, yeah, I know I have a book in me, but how honest should I be in my book, right? And so you shared your journals that you've been writing mm -hmm. since you were in seventh grade. We talked about that, how both you and I have been journalers since a young, you know, child. And man, I don't even know if I would want to share any of my journals from seventh grade. You know, they're kind of messed up, you know? <laughs> So I shared some of it, but like how incredibly brave of you to do that. So talk a little bit about that and why it's so important. I feel like, uh, you know, obviously I didn't share everything out of my journals. Um, you know, there's times where I might write something that involved more than just me. And, you know, you want to um, be kind and thoughtful to the other players in your story. Um, so I was very selective about what I did share, even though I felt like it got to the heart of many things, um, whether it was in me or in, in my life story, um, with other people. But, um, I feel like, oh boy, that's, that's such a good question, Tina. I feel like last year, so I don't think it's a coincidence that last year COVID hit. Um, for my particular journey. It was out of COVID that what happened next after my first book happened. Um, and let me explain that a little bit. Um, so I became part of a group of women. Um, it's a local ministry where I live called Barn 45. A lot of people ask, what does the 45 mean? And it's just, they firmly believe that you have to connect vertically with God in order to pour out um, horizontally to people. And that's what they do. That's their mission is to know God and know Jesus so intimately that everything that comes out of you spills out of you because of that relationship first. And then from there, you can show people the love of God because he's, he's, I want to use the word dying. He died to prove how much he loved us, obviously. And he's still dying um, to be with us. He, he loves us that much that um, he wants to be with us. So um, he adores us. Um, so through this ministry, um, I feel, and through COVID, because we went into lockdown, they were meeting on their property in um, Highland, Michigan. And what happened is with COVID hitting, they had to shut down. And so they started praying about, well, what do we do now? Because we really want to reach people with Jesus and we want to reach people with his word. So they decided, okay, for a week, let's do a Bible study. Let's do an online Bible study. Well, God had other plans for then just a week. 
because that Bible study, which started with, I don't even know what the numbers were. It was very low under a hundred mm-hmm. is now between six and 800 people worldwide. Um, I'm talking other countries that are, are just joining in and transformation is happening in ways they said they have never experienced before. And I personally have one of the recipients of that. Um, there's a, there's a freedom that I am living in. That's became my word last year is freedom. Mm -hmm. And through that freedom, I just asked God, what do you want me to do with my life that will honor you and glorify you? What is next now that this book happened, that was a, a dream and now what? And as they were talking, I started to doodle in my journal. I call it doodling. Mm-hmm. And um, that started March 30th of 2020. And I am now on my second book of what is I refer to as God doodles. I love that. I love I love the fact that you're using pictures to tell a story. And I remember mm-hmm. on our Be Amazing page, I kept sharing your pictures and it was of Bible scriptures and you're telling a story in picture format. And it has spoken to myself. I I love pictures, of course. And I I love those Bibles that have pictures inside of them. And that's what that reminded me of, Lori. And you're such an artist. And and it's so cool to be able to see your artwork coming out. I know you were a photographer for 14 plus years and just so good at that and now drawing. And I feel like this gift is coming out of you that maybe maybe you didn't even know it was there i'm not sure but being able to see your artwork <laughs> and your writing come to life so talk a little bit about that like being transparent uh with that um you're right i didn't know it was in there um i've had a lot of people ask me well where did you go for your training and i said i i didn't go anywhere i just took my pencil and put it to paper and said, God, what do you, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to see from this verse or from what um, Joy and Tara, the two women who do the study from what they're sharing. Mm -hmm. And often it would be, they would take a scripture and then they would put life application to it. So some of the drawings might be what they shared about the life application. Um, But in that, um, I felt like um, the word that somebody, it might even have been your sister, Linda, I think it was that said, wow, you've been unleashed. Mm -hmm. That's the word she used. You've been unleashed. And I thought, you know, that's, you're right. Because I didn't know, I didn't know that, that this was part of who I am. And I think when you step into freedom, all Mm -hmm. the other stuff starts to get out of the way and you can start to walk in freedom and God will illuminate who you really are what it is that he says is true about you starts to come out in all these different ways. And mine just happens to be in a creative avenue. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm going to change the name of this. It's going to be Be Unleashed. And I think this is so incredible because, you know, your word this year is freedom. And it's interesting because I know I have a book inside of me. I don't know when it's going to come out, but it's to be free. 
And it is hmm. part of that to be unleashed. And I know that God's still telling that story and working that out through me as well to Lori. So I love this. So let's hmm. talk to the people listening to this right now. And they're thinking, man, I want to be unleashed. And, and I love the fact that you're using pictures because, you know, pictures worth a thousand words and some hmm. people that I talk to and I do a lot of uh, courses and I do a lot of speaking and they say, you know what? I just can't journal. I just, I don't know what to say. And so they could do this. They could start drawing, right? So unleash mm -hmm. some of that and just start to just draw whatever you're feeling. So talk to that person that's kind of stuck, that's thinking, okay, so I'm reading this Bible scripture, um, you know, I'm reading something, I want to write down my thoughts and processes. How do you process that? So you're listening to their Bible studies that they're doing online, which is so mm -hmm. awesome. I've listened to a mm -hmm. few of them. And then how do you process that to start the drawing? Like talk through that. Okay. Um, well, the very, very core foundational thing that I think has to happen for anybody to move forward in freedom and to be unleashed is number one is you have to understand your identity. So if the world is identifying who you are, oh, you can't do that, or you can't be that, or you don't have that gift or that you're not good enough or right enough or big enough, whatever, fill in the blank, whatever people have told you, the world has told you, the first step is you have to, the words that Joy and Tara would use is you have to flip the script. And the only way you're going to find your true identity is to go to the creator who made you. He's the one who knows your true identity, even more than we know ourselves. I mean, scripture says, you know, that, that he, it, it tells us he knows us better than we even know our own heart. So sometimes I would look at this one verse that was, has always been a verse I've loved. And it said, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And for so long, I focused on the desires of your heart and forgot to, to start. I, I just needed to, to put things in right order. First, I needed to delight myself in him, find mm -hmm. out who he says I am. And from there, the desires of my heart started to fall into place because he was orchestrating it. It was no longer me orchestrating it. Yeah. So that's the first yeah. thing I would say. The second thing is, um, if you think you have nothing to say, I would challenge people for 15 minutes every day to stop and listen to what you're saying in your head because you're talking and sharing all day long. Like you said, Carolyn Leaf says what we have, is it? Or, or no, I don't know. I think it was her. They were talking, they were talking about this in the study. We have over 30,000 thoughts we process a day. Wow. Yeah. Think about if you started putting some of those down on paper and then you started processing through some of those, what would that look like? How would that change your life? You know, because you're, you're having these conversations already in your head. So why not write them down and then invite got into those conversations and see what he has to say if you're not a writer draw it out you know some of my drawings just uh what would happen is they would so they they have been going through scripture and it's the most unique way i've ever studied the bible they do one verse at a time and we've been doing that since march 30th 2020 wow one verse a day for five days a week and I thought, how is this going to be possible? I mean, how could they possibly have enough to say about one verse? <laughs> well, 
it wasn't so much what they had to say, it's what God had to say, because scripture teaches scripture, so they would read and invite that in as well. So what I would do is I sit, I listen to them, I write down thoughts that um, are intriguing to me, that I feel are, are like the Holy Spirit speaking to me, this is something I want you to know, Lori. And so I make it mine first. It's personal for me first. And then after I do that, I take some time to either, you know, hop in the shower or, or just take some time to meditate and think, God, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to see out of what you just shared through these two women and through your word? Mm -hmm. And he never fails to, to put a visual in my head. I mean, that's been going on every day, five days a week, and not one of them is the same. So it's just, he's such, you know, he's such a big God. I, I, one time I remember thinking, what if I run out of a thought what, that, that what if I run out of an idea and it's the same thing? I, I, I think sometimes we limit God and how he can speak to us mm. and, and he's unlimitless. He is so unlimitless. We will never, ever, ever know how huge he is, the side of heaven. We will never understand how big and multifaceted his character is. So that's what keeps showing up in some of my drawings is some of his character and some of what he wants to speak to me and to maybe others, you know? So as it goes out there, that's my prayer. God, please let people find you in these pages. Let them find you and find their identity. Mm. So good. Oh my gosh. Yes. Be unleashed into your identity. I love, I love you said flip the script. That's really, really incredible. And, and just the mere fact that you said we have 30,000 thoughts a day and, you know, think about it. Like Dr. Caroline Leaf will say, you know, it could be toxic trees, right? So we have like right. healthy trees. So think of every thought as a tree in your, in your brain. Right. And so how many of those are toxic trees and how many of those are healthy trees? And so you can do your own brain surgery through that process. So that's why it's so important to not suppress or put a bandaid on what's happening because you can literally not only destroy your brain, but your body, your physical body as well. And you could destroy your destiny that you have. So I love the mere fact that you're using pictures to have God speak to you through picture. And that's so beautiful. And so I feel like somebody's listening right now saying, I could probably do that. I could draw pictures. You know, I see a lot of artists, a lot of doodlers in our beauty industry, you know, will be mm. you know, doing a class and all of a sudden, you know, I look over and there's uh, someone has a bunch of pictures. It's like they could utilize that. How incredible. And now you've turned it into a book. And, and before we jump into that book, because we're going to actually share some of your drawings for next year's book because you're going to be doing hopefully one a year through their study and and so you released God doodles this past year how do they order that book there's a link through the company that I use to um to publish the book um and it's it's located on uh barn45.org it's on their site and there's a link that says merch for merchant merchandise um, because they they offer a lot of stuff. And if you scroll all the way to the bottom of merch, they just added it. Um, there's a direct link to to get the book. Um, and one thing I want to tell people so that they know they know this because you if you miss it in the introduction on the page, um, then it it won't happen. But I offered a a coupon code to get thirty percent off the book because I'm not in this to make money. I'm in it to bless people. Um, 
And so the, the coupon code is capital G, capital D for God Doodles, and then B for Barn 45, B45. So GDB45. Um, if you put that in when you check out, um, you'll get 30% off the book. And it's 194 pages, full yeah. color. So um, it's awesome. It is. I'm, I'm, my mind is, <laughs> Tina, my, okay, just to give you a picture of how my brain works right now, I'm thinking, so what would my toxic tree look like? And what would my healthy tree look like that mm -hmm. Tina just talked about? My brain's already <laughs> drawing a picture of that in my head. I love that. Of course it is. And, you know, <laughs> being a photographer, you were always seeing pictures and it was just so easy for you. And I remember, you know, all the pictures that I would see with you. And I was just like, how does she do that? Like you make it look so easy. And then watching you draw the other day was just so incredible. You were in your zone, you know, and mm -hmm. nothing could have affected you while you're in your zone. So you, we know that you're in your calling and it's just so, so beautiful. And so your next book, I got, I privy to be able to see some of the drawings for this year. This is not in God doodles, but this will kind of give you an idea. And so mm -hmm. I'll have Lori show her what my favorite is for 2021. Okay. And she's going to share how that was inspired and what it means. But, and so can you talk about that? What does that mean? Sure. Because I really felt like the people that I coach really struggle with comparison disease. Okay. So for this one, um, a lot of times we get into this rut of where we compare ourselves with another person because we don't feel like, you know, if we don't know what our true identity is, like we were talking about, then we look to other people for that identity. And, um, you know, I, I remember one time just writing in my journal, there's only one me, there's only one you. So, um, and that's who God wants me to be. So why do I want to be somebody else? Um, let them be them and you be you. So um, this one Tina picked because um, you've got, you know, you've got the, the people who are, who are looking at the person who has stepped into freedom. She's found her identity. And so she's figured out that I, I have a purpose in the kingdom. So I've been called. So she's she's working towards the finish line of kingdom calling. Mm -hmm. Her calling is, you know, the kingdom calling. And then these three are looking at that and they have an, what we call, this as the orphanage because if we live in, um, and, and I'm using a lot of language of, uh, we call it the language of heaven that Joy and Tara often use that just speaks so beautifully to me. They, they said, you can choose to either have an orphan mentality. This is, I'm speaking now to believers. If you, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ as your savior, then you are part of the kingdom. If, if, if a part of the kingdom here, if you, but you can still choose to live in an orphan mentality and an orphan mentality would be that you don't understand your true identity. So you start stepping into what the enemy whispers in your ear about, you know, why does she get to do that? You know, she has everything. It's not fair. You know, that whole victim mentality. Nobody cares about me. I got to do it, do this on my own. It's all about me and my success. So you step into this me, me, me mentality. And I got to do this. I'm going to, you know, make life work for me. Mm -hmm. When you've got somebody that's saying, Oh no, 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 no daughter. I, I have everything you need and I'm going to provide every resource you need. And that's going to step you into your calling. Stop comparing because it's going to kill your calling. Yeah. So that's what that drawing is about. And then in the book, um, on the top of each of these, you might be wondering what this is. I always put what verse it's, it's referencing. 
and what day because they have a YouTube and a Facebook Live. And you, if you were to get the book and you wondered, well, what was that verse about? What's this drawing about? You can go to that particular study and listen to it and you can get your own message from what he has to say. Wow, that is outstanding. It's so true because I know so many people that I talk to, they'll say, I just don't understand what this verse means. And you just putting that picture to it, I think it's just so huge. I can't wait to dive into it. I'm going to turn it into my devotional, Lori. And I just, I'm so excited about jumping into your book, God Doodles. And, you know, it's so true. The best gift you can give the world, you can give your family, you can give your business, you can give the world is the best version of you. And that's walking in your true identity. And it's something I've been learning this past year. Interesting enough is, you know, I used to kind of think like I am statements were kind of a little bit too like being arrogant, like I am amazing or whatever, you know, and, and then I realized that God, uh, another name for God is I am, and we can claim all that he is when we are a child of his, it's almost like, you know, me with my children that my kids can claim everything that we have in our family and, mm-hmm. and so we're like this family lineage, lineage and we're a part of the family lineage with God. And, mm-hmm. and so I can claim that. So now I'm saying it with so much more boldness, because if I say like, I am stupid or I'm a loser, I say bad, toxic tree words that we're talking about, right? Thought trees, or I'm even thinking yep. it. I I'm almost like I am, I'm blaspheming God. I'm saying something bad about him when I say something bad about myself. And so mm-hmm. I really, really have catch, been catching myself through that process and our true mm-hmm. identity is in him mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and we can claim I am right. And so we yeah. can positive yeah. words and positive thought trees. How has that like resonated for you, Lori, over the years as you've uh, developed your own identity? Well, it's funny that you're using the I am because one of the things we talk a lot about in the study is the word impossible. And if you take the word impossible and you split it in half and you attribute it to God, it's I'm possible. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that's where um, I've been finding myself is sitting in that, that he is, he is the great I am. His name is I am. And he's like, I am possible. And because you are my daughter and you have my lineage, you are an inheritance of everything I have. You get, you get it all girl. You get everything. Everything that is mine is yours. Just take it. It's a gift. So I think for me, I had to I, I, every, every time I draw something, I think, boy, I really, really feel stuck in this. And, you know, earlier when you were saying, Tina, you know, I was struggling with this and the feeling like, is this arrogance or whatever? The thing that's really, really awesome about our father, you know, like I, I lovingly like to call him my papa sometimes, you know, I, I hear Joy say that all the time. And it's like, yeah, it's such a term of endearment is mm-hmm. that you know, if your child came to you or my child came to me or my grandchildren and they said something about themselves, 
and it wasn't something that I want to hear them say about themselves, mm-hmm. I'm not going to berate them. I'm going to remind them who they are. Yeah. And I think God does the same thing. Like he doesn't get mad at us if we, if we slip and we say, oh, I just, you know, like if we say these things, you know, and discredit him, I think he almost smiles and says, oh, sweet, sweet daughter or sweet, 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 sweet son. No, let me show you. Let me remind you again, just like we would do gently with our children or our grandchildren. He does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's a gentle God. And, you know, talk to that person right now that's saying, wow, the only God I ever knew was a harsh God. And you know, someone that was, you know, like, this is how you're supposed to do things and, you know, whatever. So talk to that person. Have you ever struggled with that? Have you ever had those thought processes as well? Sure. Um, Because of the um, upbringing that I had, I came out of um, a very religious background and um, a lot of, uh, and then I went to a, to the religious school that this, this particular religion was related to. Um, and I saw a lot of the focus on um, what you do instead of who you are. Mm-hmm. So I think for what I would say to that person is start a journey of go, like go into the go into the word and start reading about what God says about you because and I shared this in the last podcast, the truest thing about you is what God says about you. So if you start to learn who you, who you are in him and your identity in him, then when you start feeling like, oh, he's not going to love me because, or he's not this or that. Um, let me just remind you that when he was on the cross, he was next to two thieves who lived a horrible life. And he looked at one of them and said, today, you will be with me in paradise simply because they believe he was who he said he was. And because of that, his identity changed. Yeah. So find, find your true identity. Identity is so big. It's so, so incredibly important to know who you are and whose you are. So true. Yeah. We can, you know, yeah in that and okay so we talked about be unleashed so understand your true identity flip the script and then number two if you think you have nothing to say just ask the holy spirit to start speaking to you because we you do have something to say because you have thirty thousand thoughts so think about what you're thinking about and then number three i put down just listen for god's voice and that's what we were talking about you know that's the holy spirit speaking to you so just allow him Mm -hmm. you know i know for me I'll sit every morning. I wake up early and I just close my eyes and I'm just like, Lord, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me today? What do you want me to hear about myself? And as I mentioned to you earlier, he's really speaking into me, the I am statements right now and allowing me to see that. And that came out of just like a little something that one of our, uh, in our Bible study that we lead on Monday nights. And it came a little bit out of there and I knew it was from God because my heart just started pounding and I was just mm-hmm. like, wow, I need to really dive into this even further and hear more about what God has to say about that. So it's so important to also link up with higher minded people that are spiritual, that do understand this, that are children mm-hmm. of God. Is there anything special 
that anyone needs to do to become a child of God? What recommendations do you give? The first thing you need to know is who he is. So find out who he is and, and find out what he promises. Um, you know, nobody wants to follow somebody that they don't really know. You know, like you just said, Tina, you know, you want to, you want to link arms with people that um, are going to lead you um, in the direction of your calling and who you are and how you relate. So the first thing is you have to come to him. Um, but humility is really, really huge. Um, you, you need to come with a humble heart with an acknowledgement that, um, you know, we, we are, we were all born um, with sin and we all were born into a fallen world. And because of the fall of this world, each one of us uh, became separated from, from God because he's perfect and he can't be in the presence of sin. But um, he loved us way, way, way too much to leave us in that condition. So he came up with the most unbelievable, unfathomable, amazing plan and said, I'm going to send my son and I'm going to let him be the bridge between you and me because I love you so much. I don't want to live all of eternity without you. So I'm going to provide the bridge back to me. And it's through Jesus Christ and him alone. His death is going to take the place for everything you've ever done and will do and have done past, present, and future. I'm going to cover all of that. And I'm going to make you white as snow. I'm going to make you pure and clean again in my sight so that you can be with me and be restored to me again. So don't worry about what you've done because Jesus has already covered that. He's taken care of that. You just have to accept that, you know, start with your acceptance of what he's provided for you, what you deserved. He took the place. Of. He took it for you. That's how much he loves you. And then from there, start asking God, okay, once I acknowledge that I'm a sinner, I need, I need your grace. I need your forgiveness. Father God, I want to be a part of your family. Um, I need you. Please come into my life. Come and reign in my heart. And then just put a big fat amen on the end of that and say, because amen just means so be it. And then let him lead you in the way that he wants you to go into that calling, into your new identity. And it will be a minute by minute, little by little, step by step. It is not going to be a, a short race. It's a marathon. It's going to be a lifetime journey, but I promise you, I promise, promise you, if you step into that journey, you will never, ever be sorry ever. It will be hard at times, but you will never experience life more fully than if you step into that. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't feel complete until I did this, you know, back when I was 18 years old and and uh, I'll never look back, you know, and it's just so beautiful. And okay, so I put number four, uh, become a child of God, let him lead you, uh, let your papa lead you. I love that you said papa, I think that's so awesome. It is a tier, uh, you know, term of endearment, and he wants to be, you know, his our papa, right? He want, and Jesus wants to be our friend, you know, yeah. and so yeah. let's talk about what is the last step in your mind that we missed of being unleashed? It feels so Nike-ish because I just want to say, just do it. But yeah, you know, I mean, I just, I think, you know, like right now I have this visual in my head of, of a dog with his owner in a park 
and he's got this leash on him and, you know, and he sees all this freedom before him and he's just panting to get to that freedom, you know, and he's got this leash on him and the owner finally just reaches down and unleashes him. And he, what does he do? He runs, he runs into freedom. So I guess that would be it. Just run into that freedom, you know, like God is the one who's going to, he's going to unleash you and he's going to say, you know, go have fun in the park of life you know, go Mm -hmm, have fun, mm -hmm. but do it in my spirit, you know, and I want to jump back to when you were talking, Tina, about, um, about hearing the spirit. Mm -hmm. I I really think it's important for people to understand that um, I I hear the spirit speak to me, but it it is not, I can count in, I mean, I became a Christian when I was 26 years old. Okay. And now I'm, you know, I mean, I'm 61 now. So I I can count two times where I actually felt like I heard the whisper of his voice. All the other times, it was this gentle nudging of something in my spirit. Something didn't feel right. Something felt like like this this almost nagging um, or like a perfect example is I I can't tell you how many times he put somebody's name on my mind. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh, I wonder how they are. Then their name came on my mind again. And again, and it wouldn't let up and I would call them and they would say these words, I can't believe you just called me because of what I'm going through right now. Mm. And I know why it was, it was because the spirit just kept nudging me, call this person, call this person, call this person. And I've had that happen to me too, where I just like, where you like, if you've ever felt alone, who hasn't, where you feel like you're alone and you feel lonely. And then you'll get this call from somebody and they're like, God just put you on my heart. So, I mean, it's just, he, mm. he just, he's on a, he's on a whole different wavelength and, and it can, it can flush through us. I love what you said, run into, run into your freedom and have fun with this. And it's so true. I've been really allowing, you know, I've been taking walks this year and instead of going to the gym and being outside, I've been blessed to be in Florida. Of course, I'll be back in Michigan. So I'll be back in the gym, of course, but I've been doing walks outside and it's been so amazing because God's been doing that to me too and putting people on my mind. So I've been actually sending videos to them. I've been videotaping myself while I'm walking <laughs> and just telling them how much I'm I've been sorry, people. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> And so sending those videos, you know, and I think that's just been kind of going to the next level. And I feel so good afterwards, Lori, you know, after I do that, I feel like I'm, you know, like almost the word, you know, I hate to use that word, but it's a powerful word is being obedient to what he wants me to do, you know, and he really like wants us to have fun in life. He wants us to have joy. He doesn't want it to be, you know, awful, you know, what we have to do. Like, I ain't doing that, you know? Um, so just walk in your freedom. And I love that that's your yeah. word this year. And so. you know, another thing that's just popped into my head when you use the word obedience, um, uh, I was just reminded recently, actually, I think it was today in the study. Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking about um, a lot of times people with obedience will get caught up in law. Yes. Um, the, the word that they use, they felt like was more where it's um, in love is surrender. Huh, that's my word this year. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's surrender. Amazing. Yeah. So, um, you know, like, don't, uh, it, don't be caught up in the do's and the don'ts. 
Yeah. You know, we are human beings. We're not human doings. We're human beings. So yes, go be who he's called you to be, you know? And if it means like drawing these pictures that you're like, where did that come from? Just go do it. If you, if you can envision it, just take your pencil and put it to paper, you know, just put it to paper and don't worry about how good it is. I mean, this is one of the things I was going to tell you too, Tina, that's been really cool. Um, some of the community from Barn have given me, you know, they've given me feedback about these and how they're just such visual learners and how this is helping them so much to just, it's like the icing on the cake. And um, now there's other women in the group who are starting to share some of their doodles. And it's so mm-hmm. cool. They're like, one woman wrote, I decided to give this, this doodle thing a try. <laughs> and so she's just doing her own doodling. And then there's another woman who's, you know, who got back into, she's a painter and she started painting some of what, and they're absolutely gorgeous, you know, but they're all different. You know, everybody's stepping into something of their calling, whether it's a drawing or um, some are writing poems or it doesn't matter what it is. It's an expression of who he is in us. Mm, So good. So they can go Mm. to barn45.org and also get on our Facebook page and YouTube page to watch Mm -hmm. some of these, but you can also be on live. It's every single day during the week, correct? Yeah, Monday Monday through Friday, eight to nine um, Eastern. Is that right? Or Eastern Standard Time, right? Yeah. Um, You can be on live or you can watch the recordings. Correct. Yeah. And if you, if you can't get on at eight to nine, they're, they're there to go back to all the time. You can go watch them anytime. We have women who, you know, because of being around the world that that's their nighttime. So they might watch them when it's our nighttime, you know? Yes. I love that. Lori, thank you so much. Uh, Oh, you're welcome. Uh, Lori Powers, and she wrote a book called God Doodle. So be a writer, be a doodler, but most important, be unleashed. Uh, like Lori said, go be who God has called you to be. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.